0: All right, on this episode of the 520 Collective Show, should Christian artists be doing remixes of mainstream records? That's definitely a question. We're going to try to answer it with some help from DJ and artist El Val, who's hanging out with us, so you know it's going to be fun. Let's go. Hey, yeah, message heavy, don't prime, show. They not ready, race against the time like four wheels and ain't
1: ready, keep it steady. Beat their hard and they barely give them ears and hear the truth in the life. Oh, cafetti, yeah, message heavy, don't prime, up. They not ready, race against the time, like four wheels, and ain't ready, keep it steady. Beat it hard and they barely give 'em ears and hear the truth in the life. Oh, cafetti, just the flip of the watch, it's game time. Game time time. Flip in the watch, it's game time. Game time, just the flip for the watch, it's game time. Time twenty flippin' the watches, game time. Game time. Just a flipping the watch is gain time. Twenty flippin' the watch, just game time. Five to the watch the watches, game time. Five twenty flippin' the watch is
2: gain time. Five twenty. Five twenty collective. Listen every day. I'll get robbed. I'm kidding.
3: <laughs> just be grateful for what you actually have.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the 520 Collective Show Podcast. Before we jump into the conversation, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor and our episode producers. This month's episode is being sponsored by Kingdom Club Apparel. You can check out their new line of summer tees. I've really had my eye on that Kingdom Club Flyers shirt. Super dope. There's a party going down on 7th Avenue in New Jerusalem, New Jerusalem. And the entry fees have already been paid So spread the word Take a look at all the different designs See which one's your favorite Scoop them up and support the team over at Kingdom Club Apparel I've also got to give a shout out to our episode sponsors Including Harry Etienne and Charles Mays Shout out to you guys for helping make the show possible Listen, if you find value in the show And you wish to put value back in You can become a show producer as well Just simply make a donation of your choice at 520collective.com slash donate or become a premium member of our Substack newsletter. Just go to 520collective.com slash Substack to get signed up. We've got lots of great content available for our premium members, including our new exclusive premium members-only series, Rewind, where we take a look at important albums within Christian hip-hop history. Our first installment is available now. It takes a look at Spring of the Songbird by Sivion. Lots of great episodes of Rewind coming soon, so make sure you get plugged in. Become a premium member now. All right, I guess that's about it. It's time to get into this month's episode. Let's go. Dude, I'm, I'm subscribed to you. I listen. Wow. Thanks, yeah. son.
3: Did you did you hear this week? Uh, I already cracked the book open on this, uh, this subject that we're about to tap into. Oh.
0: Yeah, I, I see what you're doing, man. Trying to, trying to get the scoop. I, I see how it is, man.
3: I'm trying to. It turns out there's a lot to
0: scoop. we will find out in a minute. Okay. okay. Oh boy. I, I feel like zero gonna get into some stuff I'm not prepared for, but uh, I'm just saying though. I think he's coming loaded. <laughs> what is dude. that? Not the case. Four of, right? But man, right now, KD, man, we gotta dive into this word. Is that time of the episode? What you got for us for this show, man?
2: So for uh, today, this evening, or whatever time it is that you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this, uh, we're going to go to an oldie but a goodie, uh, if you will. And we're going to look at Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Uh, And we'll definitely tie this into our topic on tonight. Um, But we just kind of wanted to uh, visit the scripture in particular. Um, Again, it's one that we're all well familiar with. Um, And I'm reading this out of the King James Version. Uh, Proverbs 3 and 5 Trust in the Lord with all thine heart And lean not into thine own understanding Verse 6 and all thy ways acknowledge him And he shall direct thy paths um, I think it's a very understated and overlooked scripture Because I think we, we all believe we're so familiar with it uh, But there's a lot of things that uh, are in the word of God That we take as suggestion uh, Verse commandment And I think that this is one of those scriptures that it's either you do this or you don't do this. Um, it's not God's advice, um, but this is really one of those access points in order for us to be able to tap into um, everything that God has set aside for us in this life. Um, and so vitally important. The way that we begin to get into the will of God and the different things that are tied to God's will for our life is when we apply this particular scripture to our uh, daily practice. All right. So um trusting the Lord with all thy heart, lean not to thy own understanding. Things that again we don't do as often as we ought to. And all our ways acknowledge him. Um and a lot of times, you know, it's easy to fall short of this particular part of the scripture. But um, one of the things that I love about salvation is the fact that God really does all the work for us. He takes the guesswork out, right? If I trust God, then um the ending will be what he says it is. And a lot of times we get caught up in how things look, what they appear to be, how they feel. And we don't do enough of running to God. We'll run to everybody else. We'll run to social media. We'll put a post out. We'll run to the neighbor. We'll run to the corner store. We we'll do. We get advice from all of these different places, but not from the one who's authored our salvation, who's the, the, the author and finisher of our faith. And so this scripture just really reminds us to kind of come home and for whatever it is that we think that we want to do we can ask god and a lot of times we don't do that because we don't want his answer um but we can ask god whatever it is there are no dumb questions with god um and people may say that and not mean it but god gives us to know that there's not one thing that we can't take to him um and get insight and revelation from so i just want to make sure that we brought that out on tonight and tie that in please guys go ahead and chime in on this
0: i mean katie i'm there's a chance that i've asked some questions that God thinks is kind of dumb I'm just going to tell you that right now <laughs> I'm just I'll, I'll own that man that's me you know what I'm saying But <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's, here's what I find Interesting Katie I mean first of all Of course love the, the, That you selected this for This episode But I, I find it interesting that it's like Every uh, selection That you make man for, for this diving Into the word like there's always something either before or right after the verses you pick that I'm like, oh mm-hmm. man, hey, we gotta talk about this too though, right? And and again with this one because like you get into verse seven. What's the first thing verse seven says? Be not wise in your own eyes. Yeah, dude, how many people? How many people is that apply to? Oh man, I'm I, I'm sitting back, I'm I'm taking it in, man. I I just wanted to add that to the conversation. So zero, you got something? <laughs> Hey.
3: I said, I know I'm dumb, so I don't, I, don't, I don't appear to be wise in my own eyes. Well, okay, as
0: long as you know it, man, I wasn't pointing actual fingers at you, but <laughs> metaphorical, subliminal fingers. The
3: beauty about this scripture to me is that there is a, 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 a the whole world of choices. All of the freedom in the world of options and choices that you can make, and yet the man that turns around and asks God, well, what do you think I should do? that's the guy that's actually doing it right yeah and all of the controversies that we end up having arguments controversies pro- a lot of the problems not all the problems but a lot of the problems we have come from people saying well i can do this i have the right yeah that's true but just because you can do something should you do it Absolutely. did you ask god come and on so, like, when we just figured we think we got it all figured out and then we we run into a wall and that's when we turn to ask god for help and sometimes it's too late i'm sorry let me let me retract that it's never too late to ask god for help but sometimes we've already screwed up the situation that we're not going to obtain the favorable outcome that we were pursuing all along yeah, yeah. um and that is something that god allows us to do if that's the the path we want to take you want to take the path of destruction he'll he'll rescue you but that doesn't always mean you're gonna like what happens when you have to deal with those consequences Yep. but the guy that turns to god and says what should i do what do you think i think that's the guy who's always making the best choice
0: yeah man i I feel i feel that i feel that a lot man because like i know for us like you know it's not easy you know, so a, a lot of the time, right? Like, it, it is a lot of a uh, hey, money's tight or, or whatever the case may be, right? And there's sometimes where it's like, dang, can we ever catch a break? You know, like, the, the, it, it, like, there's always something happening. And yet, even though that's the case, right? Like, at the end of the day, probably, again, like, kind of like what, uh, you guys were saying, it, it might not be working out the way that I would have preferred it to work out, but like, stuff always, seems to work out somehow and, and the whole you know not leaning on our understanding of the situation right uh because we might have made a, the, the, the wrong choice if it was completely up to us you know so yeah no I, dude I, i'm with you and i think i think we need to take the seriousness of this as well and, and apply it to what we do as like christian creatives right i think we want to try to say hey yo we're creative and and let that kind of create maybe some loose boundaries in there because we want to be able to be creative and, and not have these restrictions on what we do on as far as that creativity goes but man whenever we are put in a position where we are doing it as a representation of what we believe and who we believe in. We have to be willing to go and do it a certain way. If that's the way he needs it to go for his message to get out. Right. But yeah, man, love it. Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six. I want to know what y'all think about it. Hit us up, you know, social media through substance, however you want to reach out to us. Y'all know how to get to us, man. We are joined by, El Val here on the Five Twenty Club show. Eric Boston, Katie the vessel zero for hire. So Val, man, we were talking about it before we got going here. Uh, you and I have been plugged into each other for a few years. I think it seems like at this point. Um, I know we got yeah, man, yeah, yeah. You know, we we, we did some uh, press release work and, and just different stuff, and being able to support you here on the platform, which has been really awesome. You know, for our end, you know, and I know some people may not be as familiar with with you um, that's currently listening to the show, but they need to get familiar with it, right? So, this is your <laughs> chance, man, to, to brag a little bit on yourself. T- t- tell the people about El Val, man. Yeah. So, I mean, man, I'm
4: trying to summarize a whole bunch of
0: history in just a few minutes. Oh, you got um, time, man. Do, do
2: he put you on visitor at church front street, bro. Go for <laughs> it, man. Like stand up and announce where you've been and where you're going all of that.
4: So, I mean, since the age of 12, man, I, I just jumped in, got my first pair of turntables at the age of 14. The Lord called me to ministry. Didn't know what that looked like or what that entailed. I just said, yes. Um, they come from a Christian home and I'm from nowhere bottom of the map bottom of the barrel and uh i just kept saying yes just doing things out of a servant's heart Uh, long story short man i I did my first event when i was 14. fast forward a couple years i was just touring i mean you name it i got to the point where i was doing over 150 events a year i just opened a ton of doors i got to live a lot of cool stuff since i started at 12 about the end of the vinyl era. By the time I was in my twenties, um, all the scratch DJs had kind of aged out and moved on to other things. So there wasn't a lot of, a lot of guys left that were in the scratch world to love the Lord. And so that just opened up a lot of doors, um, for me to jump on with a lot of these rap, uh, hip hop artists to do their tours. At the same time, I always grinded. Uh, a lot of different avenues and creative aspects. Uh, and because of that, I was able to travel solo as well. Uh, just been on this journey, man. Living in Florida, doing para ministry work. Uh, still doing traveling, just not as hard with music. I still travel a lot, but that's another story. But yeah, man, I just, uh, just saying yes to God. I'm still figuring things out. Uh, still learning. I'm still, a I'm still a student of the arts i'm still a student in ministry i'm really looking forward to this post pandemic world where we go back to normal
0: yeah man and when dude i I know i know you're trying to be humble about it but i'm I'm gonna get you i'm gonna get you to (laughs) to speak on it just a little bit yeah exactly because like well no because here's the thing when people hear this and they say oh okay so this guy has toured you know it's easy to say oh well maybe just some local stuff or some maybe some guys that we don't know no like here's the thing this dude has been the dj for your favorite artist in christian hip-hop man come on with it i'll tell you the story how it happened
4: uh well how it started So i was working at a church doing video work still doing events i got a random call one day it was like a wednesday afternoon wednesday Guy gets on the phone and says, hey, man, uh, I have a tour coming to your city. I've heard great things about you. Could you be at this location Friday night? Mind you, this is Wednesday, a couple days out. I was slammed with the stuff at the church. I was exhausted, but I've always loved music and I've always loved events. I said, yes, I'll be there. Shoot me the address. Looked at the map. It's probably like an hour, and some change. I don't have to drive. Uh I didn't look into it because I was too busy. Friday rolled around I didn't even have the time to cut my hair but I just got in the car and went I showed up to this venue Come to find out It's uh, the Heroes for Sale Tour randomly. And it's uh, sold out So I do the opening thing uh, And I, I That night I think I rocked up And uh, Benja And At this event He had a guest artist Named Sadashi. Tadashi was at the end of his sabbatical. After the event, Tadashi, uh, went backstage and he was like, bro, you're really, really dope. I like what you do. I'm ready to come back on the road. Uh, would you be interested? I was like, yeah, man. I didn't think much of it because I've heard these kind of conversations, uh, before. Gave him my information, went home, back to the whatever I was doing. At the same time, I'm starting getting, I started getting the first ever, out-of-state inquiries. So I'm gonna, out I'm gonna pull this off. This is springtime, so I'm getting a bunch of inquiries for the summer. I go and I talk to the pastor. I'm like, "Hey, like, I'm getting all inquiries for the summer. I don't know how I can pull this off, but I really want to pull this off." The pastor's like, "Hey, bro, uh, go do your thing, figure it out." But I say yes to everything. I haven't heard back from TDOC, and a few months later. Um, the church I found out the church has some financial crisis and so I just kind of said hey um, I'm gonna jump on these events and I'll figure it out when I get back at the end of the summer uh, I'll see what happens but mm-hmm. so, uh, I literally exited I finished out um, I think it was like on a Thursday and then that two days later I jumped on a plane which ended up being like the next eight years of just touring <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> that summer, Yo, that's, <laughs> that's that's like the Christian rap equivalent of I'm going to the store to get a gallon of milk. Yeah, you and
4: you Dad
2: yeah, never come back. <laughs> Dad to went
3: to, to get milk.
2: <laughs> uh, oh
4: my goodness, eight years. Man. So um, I, I'm at an, I'm at a camp, and I get a call from this guy named Biz. Uh, Biz, I had met him when we were in high school. We we're both from Dallas. The Dallas area he's like hey bro I can't make this event um, it's in Houston can you go build for me with TDOT I'm like yeah bro I got you sends me the info I get there man it's just this massive festival of um, booming by the Bay which a radio station back in the day is called Angel Radio used to put on and uh, TDOT was the headliner so I do this event I meet this guy named Derek Miner who's there Derek is like bro like, do you tour? are you touring with an artist? I'm like I'm traveling Uh, I'm down let me know uh, what you need help with and then literally like two weeks later I'm traveling with Derek and I he had just finished up uh, working on I think it was like I can't remember what album it was Minerville or something like that but it hadn't dropped yet but he was getting, like, the tour ready. So I remember just flying to Nashville, spending, like, two weeks with him, putting the whole set together with visuals and all that. Uh, I finished that tour up at the end of that year, and then finally I get a call from T-Dot, and he's like, bro, are you ready? I'm like, yes, I'm ready. So that following year was, was wild. Like, he got back on the road, and everyone wanted to hear T-Dot's story. Because, mind you... <clears throat> T-Doc had experienced some really bad tragedy in his personal life um with the passing of his son chase so so t-dot comes back to the scene and it's just like wild like i mean i remember just doing so many things. i remember waking up in cities saying like where am i like i, I couldn't remember what city we were in because we were just like literally flying from one city to the next to the next to the next uh got to live that out uh and through that I T- Tadashi told Lecrae about it. so I ended up jumping on some tours with Lacrae. I got to do the um, the tour for the troops in the Middle East um, for the U- for the U.S. Army, which is wild. I mean, I- I'm doing events in places where I can't even take a photo because it's all like like bro, like classified information. Um, I got to jump on some short runs with um, artists in the West Coast. Propaganda. Shout out to Prop. Um, man, you name it. And then once that whole like this whole like uh, I don't know if it was like a wave or whatnot. After that, I jumped on the group out of Miami called Social Club Misfits. Uh, had a lot of fun with Social Club. Social Club wasn't doing the stadium events. Uh, Lecrae was, but they were doing grassroots venues with like hardcore fans. I mean, we were doing events and they would get like three encores. Like, it was just so fun. Um, Did that. Uh, Jeez, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff that happened in between. Um, Got to jump on with KJ as well. KJ through that. KJ is, is still a big bro to me. Man, you name it. Stadiums, arenas, backyards, schools, churches, Slept in nice hotels, slept on floors, slept on couches, air mattresses, you name it. it just went, just kept saying yes to God, and doors kept opening. So, yeah, man, it was a wild ride. Wild ride.
2: Bro, when is the book coming out?
4: <laughs> My wife tells me, like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, Duh. I just need to do it. I or like
2: something. get connected with TMZ And do like a tell-all or something dog. Like when is the <laughs> When is the story coming oh, out bro That's a crazy That's a crazy run man.
4: Yeah I mean Obviously there is More uh, More like God stories I mean there, there is some like junk stuff I mean I got to see some junk happening Before I went you about it um, But I mean definitely the, the God stories outweigh You know some of the For sure some of the wild stuff that I got to see. Man, you know, what's just the best backstage story. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, we were in West Texas, this festival called Rock the Desert. And, uh, this was the first festival that booked Social Club Misfit. And, uh, that night, Andy Migno was headlining. The runner up was KB. The opener was Social Club Misfit. And I'm backstage. Wow and um i just see these two now mind you i'm six feet like that's a big Mexican. mexicans don't grow that much
1: <laughs>
4: I'm, I'm six feet <laughs> these two bro these two big dude walk backstage one of them had white eyes
3: red like all the way white like maryland Manson video
4: yes dreadlocks and then his bodyguard which I think was—I don't know if it was his bodyguard or somebody in his band. Another big dude, big scary dudes, walk backstage. And I'm like, my first, my initial thought was like, like we're gonna die, like we're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> I realized it was Brian Welch from Corn. Oh wow! Mm. Brian was there because he had heard about Andy. Brian wanted to see Andy perform. Mm-hmm. so he pulled up through this hip-hop case he was at the festival but on a different night but he showed up that day just to watch Andy um yeah Brian Head Roach. I don't know if you know much about Korn. when I was a kid Korn was, like huge in the city uh um, not so much in my community but I remember seeing all the shirts and just like the whole culture of this like we st- I don't think it's offensive, but we used to call it
0: like freaks. I don't
3: know what the word is. <laughs> <laughs> but- yeah, they didn't really have a, a word for them. Yeah, yeah. That's-, that's pretty close though.
0: Well, I mean, they kind of labeled themselves that right? Because I mean the corn had I, I don't one of, their, one of their big songs was like Freak if they on ever a leash.
3: Themselves. It's not like juggalos yeah, or right. nothing.
0: Yeah, but the Freak on a Leash. So th- this was that's that just, so this was obviously like when uh, when uh like
3: Lip Biscuit and stuff was big.
0: Well well but I'm saying this is like when yeah. Brian mm-hmm. had h- linked up with uh the Whosoevers I'm guessing, right?
4: Yeah, this was probably like and man fourteen, fifteen, something like that. Oh that's that when Head became like, a
3: Christian, ain't it?
4: Yeah. Okay, okay, I remember
3: hearing
4: about that uh, when I was a kid I used to listen to uh, a lot of POD and uh, there was a night where we got to go to El Paso and open up for POD and then I got to meet Sonny and Sonny to me as a kid was like a, kind of a role model if you will because I used to always look at these artists and then whoever was like of Mexican descent, I used to be like, yo, he's Mexican. And then mm-hmm. Sonny from P.O.D. was actually Mexican. It was a big deal. Uh, so when I met him, it was like, man, I kind of I didn't show it, but I almost like fanboyed a little bit. Uh, oh, hey, I, <laughs> yeah. I do. I feel you. On that, man, I love
0: I love P.O.D., man. And like, you know, when I was telling you about Cornerstone, that music festival. Right. Like so like in the early 2000s. Pod played cornerstone like every year. You know they were always one of the headline, but the year that I went, they weren't there, and I was so frustrated. But I actually got to see them a few years back in Joplin, Missouri. Uh, I mean, I, I like this little bar, dude. Like I mean, like literally, like I was like feet away from them performing. You know, uh, it was so cool. Oh, bro, he still got it, man. He's he's an older dude now, but man, still got it.
4: Yeah, man, i thought talking to, talk to him it's cool seeing him now like he's really open about his faith um i see him promoting his church services in his social media account it's uh, really dope seeing him and like now i think he's like i think he's like darn
3: near like grandpa stage but, yo doesn't uh dude from pod do like a bunch of street preaching now i wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure i've seen him in some street preaching videos well, he does. He 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 does. He does, he, does, he, does, he,
0: does he does stuff with the whosoever's, and they got all kinds of different uh, ministry that they do.
3: So. Well, not Brian Head Welsh, duh, but uh, Sunny.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so, like Sunny.
3: There's are they're in the same, same group.
0: Well, so the whosoever's is, is like an organization. It's not like a group. Okay. Yeah, so it's like a ministry organization. Yeah, mm-hmm.
4: yeah. I didn't keep up too much with them uh, when I got older, but I mean, I, I saw the whole whosoever's thing i got to meet um what's her name she was part of like flyleaf or something like that oh
3: uh um,
0: it was a band
3: well i remember her is it uh, i don't remember her name
0: lacy lacy uh strong or or something like that yeah yeah
3: i like my wife backstage to meet her during big ticket festival one year she was like in a real bad mood (laughs) (laughs)
2: I'm not supposed to say that far, bro.
3: <laughs> I mean, oh, I edit that me. out, Eric. <laughs> I doubt she's
0: listening. It's fine. We'll There's we'll, we'll, a. We'll put that on the pay subscribe <laughs> <description>. <laughs>
3: That'll be the beginning bumper.
4: There's a ship leader um, in California. Uh, she's one of the. Um, I would say leaders at one point of like the charismatic ones in California. What's the name? Kim Walker Smith.
2: Um, You talking about Jesus?
4: uh, Yeah, mm -hmm. Jesus culture. Yeah. Yeah. She came to Dallas one time, and the guy who booked her had me open up, mind you, like two different worlds almost. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Man, bro, when I look back at that footage, I was like, "What happened?" Like it it was so lit. Like there was people crowd surfing on the top balcony of that venue. I think I, I, think I had you, to do, yeah. But it wasn't wow. no; it was just her. It was just her. It wasn't Jesus was mm, Gotcha. Um, I think I had to do something with like the people that wanted to see her in Dallas. They just they just wanted to throw a party, essentially. Um, but I guess the guy who put the thing together, you. So, but when I I remember thinking to myself, like, man, this is really south, really fast for me. And uh, nah, it was like one of the most memorable nights of just like, like how many EDM guys or urban guys get to open for worship bands like that happen? Um, but anyways, that was yeah. definitely that was definitely a night for the books. But there's so much, man. There's so many stories tonight. It's, it's hard for me to remember them all. I'm, like I'll be doing something random and I have a random memory that comes to my mind and I just laugh about it.
0: But yeah, there's, <laughs> there's I can go on all night, but. Yeah, man. I well, I, I so, yeah, I, but I, I want to make sure that we hit on because I mean, now, so now you've been doing some of your own music as well, right? So you, I mean, you've been doing music for a long time, but I mean, you like over the last few years have really been dropping music, and, and what I find really cool about what you're doing is, yes, like everything you put out has like these hip hop elements involved, but you are not just like staying in the hip-hop box with what you're doing personally right so t- talk a little yeah. bit about about the music that you're you've been putting out
4: uh i, I mean i look at music just like an art in general um it's easy to like do the and copy thing where you just kind of like well i'm not going to reinvent the wheel because the wheel works um yeah that's fine but for me the way i see it is like the art has to be a reflection of who you are who, like who got yo thank you for mean? listening
0: to the show no it's not over there's more great conversation on the way we're going to take a quick break while our guy darius Molin, gives you a rundown of the music that made waves this past month be sure to stay locked in for the rest of the episode let's go
1: Hey everyone, it's Darius back again with five dot wave maker releases from July 2023. First off, we've got the newest album by hip-hop collective Shadow of the Locust. That's called A Mighty Army Cometh Volume 2 and it's 23 tracks of pure, hard-hitting hip-hop. We actually got to talk with some of the guys from Shadow of the Locust about the project on a live stream recently, so make sure to check out the 520 Collective YouTube channel for that. July also brought us another fantastic offering by Sivion and Malix. This time they recruited Braille and InfoRed to join them. That song is called Come Through Me. Next up it's a meeting of the Jareds on the new tape JJ out July 7th. That's got Jared Allstar on the rhymes and Jared Hicks on the beats. Y'all mean by Mike Wise Just goes hard What can I say Check it out And finally A new groove by Qflow Scribe Music and TLS Is a fun bouncy one That released on July 21st As always Make sure to check out www.520collective.com For more fresh picks And as always I've been Darius
0: Mullen. Enjoy the rest of the show yeah. This does not make me Want to listen to your music 80, the best old, Zero for higher I'm Eric Boston. Not that you're worried about that. But we are back here <laughs> with, and we still got our guy L Val joining us on the 520 Yo. Collective phone line. What's up, Katie? Yo. Yo. I guess we got to talk about something, don't no, <laughs> we? But no, no hey, we, we, gonna, we. You yeah. had to be there. So we, we have a question. Uh, what, Zero? Go ahead. Sorry. I'll I'll wait my turn, Zero. Go ahead.
3: No, 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 no. I was, I was cheering
0: you guys on. I
2: oh. whole okay. Oh, let's let, well, let's keep going. I'm going to start a <laughs> petition to create a burner account for Eric Boston, and we're going to call it CHH Moses. So, if you get a friend request or an what? ad from Twitter, C H uh, CHH Moses, that's going to be Eric Boston's burner account.
0: What does that mean? I can't a, grow a real beard, KD.
2: You don't have to, man, <laughs> but you, 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 you try to bring... Opposing sides together, man. Oh. Moses was meek, dude. So we're gonna we're, we're gonna celebrate and, and push that meekness, man.
0: If you if say it so, beautiful.
2: C H H Moses. Twitter, says- Twitter. <laughs> okay, so <at> C H H
0: Moses. <laughs> so we've got a we're question connected
3: to chat GPT and it'll post for you,
0: dude. We've got we've got. <laughs> got like, okay, we, this is ridiculous. <laughs> we, we've got a, we've got a question that we've got to <laughs> try to answer here. Um, uh, no, the question <laughs> is though. Uh, and, and Val, I'm glad you are here and able to join us for this episode, man. Because I, th- I know you're going to have some some insight here, you know that I definitely don't have. You know these other guys, probably more so than me as well. But should a Christian artist remix a mainstream record? That's the question. Now, we're not saying we that we have a bias going into this. We're just asking the question. We're just seeing where it goes. Uh, so. KD, why not? Why not throw it to you, Uh, man? You tell us where we're gonna start here, man. Should a Christian artist remix a mainstream record?
2: So here's what I'm I'm gonna do. I'm gonna volley this over to Zero, and I want him to start letting off that clip that he promises that he has. I don't know if Uh, I'm ready uh, for that. When I say clip, I mean paper clips from stacks of paper full of information, people. Dude, I I feel get your minds out of this. I feel I
0: feel like Zero's gonna talk a lot right now, and I'm just gonna be like, okay. <laughs> not, it's not all gonna
3: be coherent either. I make so, arguments <laughs> both sides. So
0: uh, let's go, let's go.
2: All right, so let's do it. Let's do it like this. So I'll I'll run back just some of my personal history um in the space. So um 2004 um, and I'm dating myself as well, Val, um when sites like Rapzilla were just kind of getting up and running when it was cool rapzilla used to have like the little charts and stuff like that and a lot of independent artists man were um just kind of throwing their hats into the ring a lot of people back in the day um a lot of early chh this early stage of christian rap um it was a lot of mixtapes it was a lot of mixtapes over secular beats it is what it is um actually it's kind of how i got my start in this space um, I was a part of a group called No Judas. Um, we put out a mixtape back in the day, bro. When we had, it was full of stuff that we either chopped up. Um, you know, we worked with a DJ at the time and we would go to record his crib or um, it was tracks that were already there from artists who were put out. So we, we did like, you know, On Fire, Lloyd Banks. We, we, we wrote a song called Burn Up. Um, there was just a, a number of different um, records. And at the time, it seemed innocent enough to enter into the space that way and then be able to take that out, you know, you're you're working with kind of tunes and melodies and songs that people are already familiar with. The problem with that becomes as you grow, that these are songs that are already tunes and melodies that people are familiar with for the wrong reasons. And so it becomes a conflict of interest. Right from the artist standpoint and we talk about trying to be strategic etc i want to go into a space where i can help pull the audience in so i can quote unquote get the message across right becoming all things to all men that i might save some but by the same token the lyrics to the original record if that's all that people are going to be thinking about because here's the thing you go to these events you do these songs that you've written to other people's music and the people that you're doing these records for they know the original song and so they're not dancing to your song you, you're not talking to me singing about jesus you talking to the artist who actually wrote this record and you go so when you leave my set you're gonna go back to the crib you're gonna go pop this in and you're gonna listen to the original because you was like yeah what they did was cool but i want to hear you know the nasty lyrics and all this other stuff that's tied to you know what i've become accustomed to right so i mean it's it's, it's, it's but I will say this um, And what I've learned and, and, and I no longer do that um, And don't get me wrong I don't, I don't think it's wrong To sample from secular songs But that's not really Just kind of like The whole crux Of what we're talking about um, In this particular episode remixing secular songs like and I know we we try to do this thing and we've talked about it we talked about it when we were talking about like the intersections between hip-hop culture and kingdom culture what should stay what should go can these things coexist etc um we try to do this thing where we talk about all of these things being redeemable right I can't remix bump and grind but we're gonna try to do it though right you know what I'm saying like we think as though oh man I can I can do this um, you can't make a remix to your body is calling. You know your savior's calling. You know what I'm saying? Distant <laughs> love, can't. You know what I mean? I'm gonna just be honest. But KD, you bro, tell me KD, KD, KD. You tell to me get
0: away with. Do you tell That's me extreme, you dream? You, t- you tell me like bump and pray. Ain't a ain't a. Hold on, turn, turn, up, turn, up. Wait, hold on. on.
2: Time out, time out. <laughs> you have you have apparently not seen clips that have run amok online. With cats who have been in front of people at churches, who have done remixes to R. Kelly songs, and oh tried to add like gospel music, bro. Listen, bro, I'm look, gonna this is legit. Down that hole this is legit. I am not making this stuff up. All right. And <laughs> I mean, so again, he worked. Re- he, he,
0: he worked with Kirk Franklin. <laughs> he's obviously fine.
2: There, you cannot remix. <laughs> Fill on your booty and and, and and make it gospel. There's just certain things that you cannot redeem. Now, I will say this because I believe this with all my heart. Music was created by God. It belongs to him as a vehicle of, 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 of creative expression. Because all of these things are, right? And they're supposed to be things that are pointed back to him. There's supposed to be ways that God has given us to be able to honor him, to be able to express our relationship with him. But what does man always do? We always taint the things that we begin with. So we we pervert that original purpose and we start doing other stuff with it. And we, you know, we make songs about people, places, things, and we give those people, places, and things godly attributes. And we give them admiration and adulation and, and things that should be given to God alone. And so that's where we start going amiss. But there are some records that should be recaptured because... In some instances, if you sit back and you listen, the artist maybe didn't know how to express what they were feeling towards the Lord and what they wrote should have gone to him. But when the heart is tainted and the heart is divided, you can't give God what's due to him. And so you end up writing stuff and giving things and giving feelings and emotions and expressions to, again, people, places and things. So I think something should be taken back and redirected to where they should have gone in the first place but again that's me uh i'm gonna tap out and uh please jump in guys
4: okay so here's okay i think katie did a great job of going uh, sharing the spiritual side of things uh, if you will um but i think i think from a business perspective i mean you go back to when uh tangible Medium CDs, tapes were a primary source of listening. I think I think there could have been a benefit. I think for a lot of artists it was a benefit uh, because you can gain a little, you know, local following through a mixtape uh, or a mix city or whatever. Uh, I think now though, it's kind of a waste of ammunition um, if you take something, you, a song, or something that you work so hard on and put it on a mainstream record, a mainstream instrumental. Because uh, you're gonna get flagged for it. I mean, as soon as that thing goes up, facts. Uh, yep. and it's not like it's not like you can publish. It's not like you can make royalties off anything. Uh, and who who's actually buying CDs or tangible? I mean, some people are, but by far they're not gonna go. They're not looking for <laughs> underground artists. You know, they're not going to the local flea market. Uh, so I think, I think now it just doesn't make sense. Um, if if you look at you know ten twenty years ago. Finding a producer was hard. Uh, you had to have money. You had to know somebody. You had to know you had to have an NPC and actually knew how to use it. Uh, and
2: nowadays, the leaf space hadn't blown up yet. The leaf space had not blown up like it is now.
3: Shout out to all the tight beat producers. <laughs> <laughs> nowadays,
4: you can find a 15-year-old um, on FL Studio who's making bangers and all they want to do is collab. And... Mm-hmm. Um, and distro kit i mean you can do the splits i mean there's just really no excuse now um mm-hmm. to be going that route you know I'm not, I'm not even talking anything spiritual i'm just saying from a business marketing branding perspective uh it just doesn't make sense anymore maybe True that. Maybe one day we'll go back to um tangible formats but i don't see that happening anytime soon um in fact we went from itunes to even more like now we're just streaming like Man. I saw somebody bought an iTunes download uh, Curse the day <laughs> You know We're getting to the point where If you want to find an artist You have to be super intentional About it because what people Search now is playlists mm. Which that's another Conversation I feel like that's kind of a death of culture Type thing because you have, you have people that are fans of playlists Versus fans of artists now yeah. And, and They'll know a song, but they'll never look up the artist.
2: Which is right. dear to me it's the curator now. It's not the the actual music. Yup.
3: Right. Well, yeah, I this is find- all Tim Cook's fault I, I, for dismantling I, the album.
0: I find it interesting what you're saying as far as like being able to link up with producers easier now, right? Uh, and that brings into a conversation that we see a lot in the CHH space, or I see it anyway on socials. But is this idea of, oh, if you're a CHH artist, do you need to work with a Christian producer? Like, what What, what do you guys say about that? Because I think it falls into the same category, right? Like, oh, you, you shouldn't be rapping on them secular beats. Can I say something real quick? I, I know zero. <coughs> <to say something>.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you're the guest, man. So I got to see a lot of stuff backstage. I got to... Hang out at Capitol Records while they recorded stuff. Like, I, I realize a lot of, it, I mean, I'm not sharing my opinion, my views necessarily, but what I'm going to say is a lot of the, your favorite Christian hip hop songs uh, were written by non-believers. <laughs> uh, the hooks came in, they were pitched a certain way, the beats were pitched a certain way. Uh, and they saw, like, this works. I, I feel it. And they take that and make in dares. And because they're believers, it turns into that. It turns into this Christian hip hop song. It turns into, uh, if you had heard some of the original cuts, you'd be like, like, there's no way.
3: Um, But a lot of people don't understand how that works. And so that's the industry. Yeah. As I see it, the only reason to be strictly like, I'm only going to rap on Christian beats is out of loyalty. If you want to be loyal to the team and that's a conviction that you had, and the word conviction kept coming up a lot, I can see that. I can see you have convictions. You want to be loyal to the, to the team. You're only going to work with Christians. That's cool. But to, I think anything outside of loyalty, conviction, it, it, you kind of lean in real heavy into superstition. I don't think that we have any hardcore rules. Dude, Although, I only rap on Christian Beats Zero. That we,
0: <laughs> I only rap on Christian beats because that's, that's cool. the mainstream—they're cool. too mean when they hear what I put down. So.
3: They're too mean.
0: They're too mean whenever they hear my raps. Disagree dude.
3: with you on that.
0: They're too mean when they hear my raps, <laughs> man. They tell me to stop. They call me honky. Yeah. All right, so I'm not—I'm not, like not going to ease into it.
3: I'll just—I'll <laughs> I'll just go from there. People don't like when you knock down their gods. Um, celebrities. I've been doing a lot of research, and I was going to—we don't have time for me to ease into it. I'm doing this on my other. Uh, show like week by week celebrities are in a sense gods they're like gods and they have fans followers the same as gods do um and when you put that beat out when you put that song out that artist has a message that message could be crafted by 14 people because that's how the industry works now when you become an artist they tell you how to dress they tell you what to say they tell you how to talk who to hang out with what clothes to, like everything what to drive sometimes they tell you what to put in your songs talking about the record label talking about the industry so when other artists especially christian artists start trying to be like the industry artists the way i look at it now you are dressing like a magician you come out on stage you got your tuxedo and then you don't pull a rabbit out of the hat people don't say what kind of magician is this he's not even doing the tricks that he's supposed to and that's the setup that's the whole show and smoking and mirrors that we have in front of us is the artist comes out he's dressed a certain way he talks a certain way you're supposed to say the thing that the industry wants you to say because that's what the fans expect that's the whole system so then when you come out on jay-z's track like bizzle did <laughs> and you eat him for lunch the only people that's gonna get down with that are the people that are okay with you knocking that guy down off of his platform which is some of the christians some of the christians because a lot of times when i did my research to see what kind of christian remixes are out there i've seen i came back across songs i tried to show to people in our chh circles oh they ain't feeling it they don't like you knocking their gods down and we assume that just because people are christians that they only serve the one god but when somebody objectively does a great job remixing a song and that's spiritually that's spiritual warfare you're taking ground away from the devil this is just how i see it you're taking ground away from the devil when you do a great job of knocking a god down and taking his platform and then putting christ on top of it instead people get angry they don't like that they don't like you knocking their gods down so i'm not saying that you should necessarily do it every time but i'm I'm just saying what i recognize when it happens You're going to have a spiritual reaction And people are going Because you're dressed like a magician If you don't cast the spell Which is another thing that I'm starting to look at too The way these words are arranged They're meant to Take you through a process To implant something in your mind And make you behave a certain way And create a specific reality in your life As the listener That's like a spell And -hmm. if you don't cast the spell You're doing something else So you have a lot of guys out here Who are magicians or they look like magicians but they're not casting spells and so people say i can't get with it because they're expecting something else that's kind of the short version of what i'm looking at right now and to give you a historical reaction or a horse historical example uh martin luther the theologian one of the things that he did was he took the popular bar songs at the time and he remade them into hymns so this isn't like a new thing that we're talking about
4: yeah. william booth uh the Salvation Army did the same thing in the 1800s. So yeah,
2: Thomas you know, Dorsey. Th- We're talking about the same thing there too.
4: One of the things you said about um, the labels, a lot of people don't know that. It, you know, every industry has a behind-the-curtain type thing. Um, I remember when Lecrae was on Columbia when he signed a deal with Columbia, and he was working on um, "All Things Work Together" album. The reason why that took so long. Was because they kept rejecting everything he would send, uh-huh. and, and I remember him being so frustrated because they literally had a hand in his art. They were manipulating his art. Um, how how are you? However, you feel about that? It's, it's a different conversation. But man, I I remember thinking to myself like, dang, I don't think I could ever have that kind of. I don't think I would willingly go that route just because there's so many people trying to direct your art a different way you know um i applaud him because at the end of the day it's not like he went off the rails you know well maybe on some stuff but anyways that's another conversation
3: (laughs) um i recognize you as a true creative though you you clearly you have a strong mind by the way that you construct your art and you talked about not fitting the mold early on yeah like not a lot of people recognize that there even is a mold and i'm not trying to insult people but in order to be hypnotized you can't have a stronger mind than the hypnotist for sure so that that music comes out and it sets your emotional plane that repetition that rhythm and it puts you into a hypnotic state and that's you're primed for that artist to implant those thoughts in your mind
2: but i just so like shout out to like a bizzle who will kind of do a response record to the joint of lucas or um like the same love record when we talk about stuff like that like i think it's dope and zero even in your point when we talk about like the spiritual warfare aspect of it well no god's voice needs to be heard in regards to certain subjects Um, especially if you have records where individuals are questioning God and questioning his existence and questioning, Mm -hmm. you know, his care, his concern is God involved in the affairs and the matters of man, et cetera, et cetera. Well, hold on. Let's examine the fact that man is attempted to reject God and everything and do things his own way. So some of those records are necessary and I applaud those, um, because again, it paints the necessary contrast and we can't be uh, afraid to do stuff like that. But then even kind of going back to Val's point, man, if I'm doing it just trying to gain traction, um, a lot of times that's not going to end up a good look um, long term yes, for the body. If for you. no other reason than the fact that you don't own any of it, you don't. everything is copywritten and tied back to the original heart. Yeah, but,
0: but whenever I whenever I think about the question, like, you know, like, what are some of the positives, though, especially if if you are. Someone that is trying to find your audience, right? Like, if you do a good job and, and you put a record out that is familiar to people, I think that I think there is a positive there where they are maybe going to be willing to give you a chance. They're going because it's because it is familiar. You know, they're, they're 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 like, okay, hey, I know that. Let let me hear what's going on. And if you do your thing, you could hopefully segue it into okay. Now here's what else I've got. Right, you know, check check that out. Um, does it always work? I, I I don't know about that, Val. What do you think uh, on that end, man? Like, do you see positives in you know potentially trying to put your own spin on someone else's art?
4: Uh, what's the name of that rapper from New Orleans, um, Lil Wayne? No, 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 Christian Christian rapper.
0: D one.
4: D one. So. Uh, <clears throat> Story about d1 We did a whole uh project using uh little wayne beats right mm-hmm. the name of the the next tape was supposed to be called separated at birth uh somehow wayne's people caught wind of it because mm-hmm. i think starting to promote it like i'm gonna drop this something crazy um he got it like like a season disease a decision letter mm-hmm. yeah and, um, and and none of that stuff ever came out. So like, I'm thinking to myself, dang, all that work, and they shot that thing down. And I'm sure it would have been dope, but I think his platform was big enough for them to be like, nah, bro, you ain't finna put it out.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I, think I, think was, I uh, just wasn't it Isaac Hayes that created the remix.
0: I'm, um, I'm pretty sorry. sure it's Puff Daddy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, right. Well, I, yeah, now. and all the and all the looking at <laughs> remakes. I've never seen a remix that uh, got rejected by the masses that was that wasn't ideologically opposed to what the original song was like all the successful ones are saying the same message. They're they're in the same spirit. I think that is a deeper issue.
2: Right. It's when you come against the original. Right. And you paint that other picture, the opposite, the contrast that there's a problem.
4: I think if you have a equal or bigger platform, you can pull that off. Um, but I think if you're trying to like redirect a Michael Jackson song, you have no chance. Like, there's no way. Like, yeah. don't the do platform you. is just so massive. Um, so I don't. I think. I mean, you know, I think a lot of the the stuff that was said here, I think it's it's good enough for someone to be like, yeah, I, I'm not going that route. You know, um, I'm, we're, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but there's enough here to be like, it's not smart.
0: You know, it's probably yeah. not the smartest thing to do. Count
4: up the cost. Um,
0: yeah. Okay. Let me, let me, let me put the same question in a slightly different way. Cause at one point when, especially for Christian hip hop, right? When we look at it through that lens, when we were trying to gain acceptance, when, when artists were trying to get that relevancy, intact right was it perhaps a wise choice at that point compared to now where it seems like maybe we've arrived to a certain level of okay like because there's there's a lot of people especially like when you're maybe not the top tier mainstream hip-hop right but but when you're talking about uh that more like grassroots underground scene Man a lot of the Christian Artists are accepted in those circles At this point right Because they're just like hey they're dope Does that What do you think of it looking at it like From that kind of point of view Like for CHH Specifically you know is it Something that could be A positive just to Try to get out there more Um I think With the internet Um it's gained a
4: reputation of corny, like being corny, or being extra or too much. Because uh, whenever you tell somebody, oh, a Christian remix, they immediately think of that one video where that, that girl should redo a Beyoncé song, or huh. that
3: one guy tried to redo you know, like... The yeah, the Christian right? parody stuff.
4: So you are really like choosing... If you want to go that route, I mean, you really got to go above and beyond to go over these amounts. Facts, facts. I'm not I mean that's not just a, a spiritual level you're talking about a business level branding level
2: across the board
4: yeah it's 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 uh I guess the best way I could describe it is like you're choosing to go straight into like the crossfire you know, danger zone I don't know like but I guess if that's your thing um and you're confident in that then I mean I'm not going to stop you
2: Well, let's go back to the scripture then for the day. Um, And trust in the Lord. Lean not to your own understanding. So, if you're your, everything that Val just said, everything that Zero said, uh, everything that we talked about tonight, if this is a space that you're headed into, you need to be sent into that space. This should not be something that you are just volunteering to, to go and do because of the level of adversity. You're opening yourself up to criticism, right? from the body from the mainstream secular space um spiritually naturally legally binding spiritually and naturally the the infrastructure the industry the independent space like every you're putting yourself adverse to every path mold method vehicle like if this is a space you're going into you should only be going into this space knowing that a thousand percent this is something that God has told you to do. Because otherwise, um you are putting yourself at a disadvantage. No matter how dope you are, no matter how cold you and again, even to Val's last point, like if you're if this is something that you're gonna do, like you gotta be extremely above average to be able to put off regardless of your platform, because after a while and with the world being so fickle even if you've got a big enough platform eventually people are going to get tired of you doing what you're doing music in and of itself we're in a different space this is a different time and back in the day where it used to be cool to rock over other cats beats now because everybody is so you know branded minded and i've my bag my bag my bag now it, it, the, the 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 camaraderie isn't there anymore you know what i'm saying So it's not cool to go and to rock out Over other people's record I, I want to pay homage To you know To the big homie Blah 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 Nah dog You didn't ask permission First bro So we finna yank this Off there, Especially if, You know what I mean Like we finna shut this down Because uh, It's the business. It's a business move My guy um, And you know we, we ain't got no contracts On this bro We ain't signed nothing Verbally Hey you didn't holler at me dog So nah we finna shut this down You know what I mean Like we're in a different space now um, And so it's really 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 tough um, to be successful um, Well this is like your your one trick You know what I'm saying Like you gotta have more to, to, to do than this.
0: But we wanna scream it's hip hop um, We wanna scream it's hip hop KD
4: Yeah
2: okay oh, Come on KD be done. like So the culture
0: <laughs> I know
4: Fizzle had a like a band Or something remake um, Like some biggie uh, Record I don't know if you remember, ever heard that um but he redid it in a way where it's actually his like the because it's all it's different instruments and whatnot Uh,
0: thank you for listening to this month's episode of the 520 collective show we'll be back next month with another great installment go to 520 collective.com and sign up for our newsletter to keep up to date on what's happening around here and catch past episodes you may have missed let's go